God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child, y'all not going to believe <laughs> this. The Woman Evolve podcast is live, coming to you live in your stereo. Uh, mine is loading a little bit, but Facebook is in the building. Let me see what YouTube is talking about. I am not here by myself. I'm being joined by the one, the only, the incomparable wow. Malachi Alexander. Wow. <laughs> Malachi, say hello to the delegation. Hi, delegation. It's so nice to see you guys again. Yes, delegation. Malachi is my 17-year-old man-child, and he is home, quarantined, just like the rest of us. And so I asked him if he would spend some time with his good old ma and do some delegating on today. But of course, we're not being joined by ourselves. There are so many members of the delegation who are joining us as well. Natasha Webb Prather says, oh, Malachi is your co-host for the first time ever. For the first time. Ari Baba says, hello from North Carolina. Mel Carter says, hey, from Detroit. How y'all? doing delegation uh they're giving you love they said hello malachi christina says hello malachi welcome to the delegation so glad to be here yes listen okay so you know the number one important question that we have to ask the delegation and that is number one number one have you been drinking your water ah and have you been minding your business can you answer i i love minding my business really i do where did you get that from I can only assume my mother. You can, <laughs> I can only assume, assume my mother. Your mother. Have you been drinking your water? Tons of it. How are you dealing with Corona and this virus that is <sighs> stress? Stress. Yes. I think I've really had to take some time to calm my mind down. Like I deleted the news app off my phone because it was just like ten notifications a day of just like people who are dying and all of that, which is a lot to, which is a lot to think about. So, you know, nowadays I just take, take a quick glance at it and I'll cut it off and I'll go back to my quarantine life because, mm. you know, the news is heavy right now. The news is heavy. Silver Queen says the air feels different here. I think the air is feeling different in a lot of places. Um, Dionzva says, I love minding my business. Linda Ward is saying hello from Waco, Texas. Hello, Hi, yes. Texas. Drinking water and minding my business. Someone says, he looks like you, Pastor. Uh, uh, we don't get to that often anymore. No, a lot of people say he looks like my father. Billy Edwards says, I'm drinking my water and minding my business. However, I've been eating like a fool. Can we talk about eating like a Lord. fool? You know, I try to start the day off strong and end the day off strong, but somewhere in between strong and strong is weak. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. The other night I went downstairs and Malachi, who's 17 and has a 17-year-old male metabolism, was making a hamburger. And he was like, do you want a hamburger? And I was like, no, I don't. I mean, yes, I do. But no, I don't want a hamburger. 
The quarantine snack life is real. Melita says, I've been drinking my water and minding my business, but couldn't work out because I've been recovering from a throat infection. Praying for you. She says, every time I cough, people think I have that Rona. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've been, I did work out yesterday. I at least got on the treadmill. Hopefully I can get on my little Peloton bike at some point today. Jennifer Brown says, the fridge is too close. They need to move they the to whole, move the, the whole refrigerator needs somewhere to live. A relocation. Anissa says, these snacks just keep coming. Kai, what's your favorite quarantine snack um that's because I, I didn't really eat snacks a lot that's right you like quarantine. to eat food i like to eat food food mm -hmm. so i would say maybe a nice cake okay yeah like a quarantine snack like a nice slice of cake mm -hmm. you know which um, you make cake which i make yes. that's why that's my quarantine snack is i'll go down and i make myself a cake you made a carrot cake the other day i did and it was tragic how delicious it was. <laughs> Do you ever get mad at how good food is? Like, why is food out here tasting this good? Just what says, I'm wondering how I'm about to survive these snacks and are these snacks are tempting, are tempting. Thank God for my fast metabolism. Yes, everybody ain't able. Everybody ain't able. Ashley Marie says, no, that lemon pound cake your dad made had me weak. Yes, my father made a lemon pound cake oh that was out here looking delicious on the Instagram. What are you guys listening to? What are you guys eating, rather, um, during this here situation, during this here quarantine? What are you guys snacking on delegation? If you're listening to the podcast, drop us a comment when this podcast drops we want to know what you guys are listening to what you guys are eating during the podcast and i guess what you're listening to what are you guys doing overall during this quarantine we got to check in we're going to have a regular episode we have some people we want to rescue we have some hail marys we want to give out but i want to know what you guys are eating sophia says everything cage does it everything angel says ice cream melissa says pickles you know because we also need comfort food in this season I bought stuff to make a Southwest salad. Hopefully, when the podcast is over, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to cut up that lettuce. I'm going to put some corn and some avocado and, and make it a whole little thing. That's what I hope to do. I also have a spirit of make a burrito and some quesadillas on me, and I don't wow. need the torch. Did you hear that? I, wow, I heard that. All right. I heard that. Anna Rogers says, Chick-fil-A and listening to the podcast from the beginning. Oh, I hope you're enjoying, Anna, when you get to the uh, to the whole Lowry's thing. Just let God have his way. Mary Cortez says, but why do we need snacks like we're going on a cross-country trip? Uh, I'm trying to make real meals. Um, here's the thing. Why do we need snacks? Like, like if we were not eating snacks before, why do we need to sit up and eat snacks now? We don't. But we do. Yeah. Yeah, we, but we do. We do but need... We do. To also have snacks. Chantelle says, sun chips and eating everything. I'm over home ec in detention with these kids. <laughs> How are y'all making it with the children being home? Listen, um, you know, Mackenzie was already homeschooled. So I've been, you know, my whole quarantine life is pretty much my life at this point. Except for now, I'm doing the podcast at home. So that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, Sierra Boyd says, in this season, I need my snacks. Ashley says, yes, keep writing. I guess someone's writing. All right, listen. So here's the thing. Um, we're going to rescue some people today. Okay, I've heard about this. I heard about this segment. I heard the delegation can get pretty. Malachi, the delegation, you know, I try to get them to rescue people that they don't like to rescue. 
I don't know what's going to go down today. Oh, my sister's on court. Jax Coleman's in the building. She says, help rescue me. Rescue me from these <laughs> snacks. Um, okay, so rescue from, I don't need rescuing from the snacks. Rescue us from these children being at home with nothing to do. Are you guys homeschooling your kids? How is that working? Bianca Johnson says, I have convinced myself that snacks are my medicine to fight anxiety. And you know what they would have us to believe? That burpees will have the same effect on anxiety. Outrageous. Outrageous. Who would ever? Okay. Wanda says, my daughter is about to make brownies. This is what happens when you raise children who can cook. It's like when you decide to eat salad, they make carrot cake. What am I supposed to do with that? I have no idea. Okay, so listen, Rescue Eve is when we take someone who knows better but maybe isn't doing better and we try to see things from a different perspective. Um, this first rescue, I was, um, you know, a little bit surprised, I guess, at the criticism that this person relieved, uh, received. rather. Jesus, help me. Okay, this person received a lot of criticism for a decision that she made. I'm going to read you guys a story. It says, Idris Elba addressed critics who said his wife, Sabrina Elba, should not have been with him as he announced in a video message that he tested positive for corona. Sabrina wanted to be by my side. Do you have a British accent? I do. Can you read that in your British accent? <clears throat> well, which part right here? Yeah. Sabrina wanted to be by my side as much as we talked about her in not coming where I am. She didn't want to. He said in... Oh, am I not supposed to... Am no, I supposed that part's not British. Okay. okay. He said in two videos on his Twitter account, and I will do the same thing for her. Um, that was actually pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, it really Thank got you. good at the end. I practice in my mirror. <laughs> Elba, who said he does not have symptoms, said that he and his wife assumed that because he has coronavirus, it was possible she already had it too. Um, Dowry Elba was tested for the virus on Tuesday and tested positive. What do you guys think? Um, is it is it wrong that she was with? Her husband, do we need to rescue her? Should she have abandoned her husband in his time of corona needs or not? Nah? Uh, I think that had it been me, that I would have been like, if you got it, I got it. I mean, we, we're eight people deep in this household. And uh, yeah, eight people deep in this household. And I really feel like if one goes down, we all we basically all going all down. But cause can we quarantine one of us and not all of us get it? What do you think, Kai? That's difficult because I feel like if someone close to me, like let's say you had coronavirus, right? Let's say, hypothetically. You know, there have been times when you have been sick or times I've been sick and we've still been all up on each other. Right. Because I think there's just a, like family surpasses sickness, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't think it was wrong for her to be by, because no, he's stressed. He has coronavirus. He needs his wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't uh, think there's a problem with that. Somebody said no rescue. She brought this on herself. Kira says, no, she's not wrong for being with her husband. Artree says she's supposed to be there for her husband. Yeah, I mean, Mika says, I'm not going to leave my husband the same way I wouldn't leave my child. That's kind of how I feel about it. Candy says, I'm single, but if I was married, we are all in this together. I was really surprised that she received a lot of criticism. Mickey Chow says, the vow says, through sickness and health. Kiki says, I would not leave my husband. We are in this together. Yes, I, I totally agree. You know, I would have done the same thing. I think we should rescue her. Malachi, what level of rescue? Are we talking just some floaties? Are we talking sending a private jet for stand by your man? Morgan says we not rescuing her step. All right. She said no. <laughs> um, I think we can give her like the full like jet package. I just because like 
I'm real. I like to be loyal. I like to believe I'm a loyal person. And so I just, so I can just see like me always standing by someone I love if they were sick. So I don't think we should be, you know, not rescuing someone who was just doing to me the right thing. Yeah. You know? So Sierra says, send the private jet. Vanessa says, send a jet. Arkeisha says, I definitely would be by my husband's side. Jaquita Pickens says, she can be rescued if she didn't stand by him. Who knows what that would do to their relationship? And if somebody would have stood, some pro, some postmate driver, grub hub <laughs> driver, open the door and say, you sit, you married, where's your wife? You, that's why you got to be there all the time in sickness and in health. Chris Nicole says, rescue her, but she will have to be the pilot and the only pastor. Passenger. Don't need to pass on the Rona. <laughs> All right, sis. Okay, so we that have decided as a delegation that we will rescue uh, Idris and his wife, but we are going to uh, send you with a manual on yes. how to fly the jet because at this season, yeah. we are unable to be in confined spaces. We you love no you. Co-pilot. No co-pilot. No co-pilot. Y'all each other's co-pilot, obviously, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we don't want to stand in the way of that. Natalie says, nah, sis, I love you, but we can't help of, we can't help if we both down but Uh, is that that's a valid point (laughs) that's a valid point what do you what how is that a valid point well because i mean i can't support you if i'm laid up in this bed with you but he is he's asymptomatic at this point there's no no signs of the the rona you know i mean i'd be after that first cough i'd be like So you changed your mind that quick? I think so. That 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 comment really shifted my mind a little bit because I'm like, I want to be here for you, but I also kind of want to be here for me. <laughs> <laughs> Candace Dixon says, I feel like we need three options. Rescue, don't rescue, mind your business. You know what, Candace? Is this a delegation law? Are we submitting this law to the delegation? Because I totally agree. Rescue, don't rescue, or mind your business. Carletta says, somebody has to be alive to tell the story. Now, listen now. The Saints is the Saints is not lying. <laughs> Takesha says Malachi is fickle, honey. When I tell you Malachi has changed his whole <laughs> mind about rescuing and being there by your side and loyal, Malachi, what happened? I it just really because I was just thinking about it, like, like I love it. Like I'll slide some soup through your door. I'll send you. I'll write you letters and slide it under the <laughs> door thing. But. Corona's out here chopping people down like trees. Malachi list. So I, <laughs> you know, list. so I have, to, you have to be be careful. Bible reader says that is a valid point. Just ring the bell. I'll be there masking gowned up to serve you, but I can't catch the Rona. What can, can I ask y'all a question? Did we all get together and have a meeting and decide to call it Rona? Because the full name is literally coronavirus. Then it became Corona. And now it's just down to Rona. Do y'all know Rona? Is this y'all's cousin? I call it Auntie Rona. Why is it Auntie Rona? Because it's like that one aunt who you don't like, but is going to be around anyway. Uh, do you? All right. No. You don't have so, any. I don't have any aunts like that. I was going to say, because you know Cora's on I love thing. my aunt so much. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Bridget says, you can be there for you and him. Sit with your back against the door and talk. There we go. Oh, Bridget, y'all, y'all are really something else. Let me tell you, if Rona hit my house, I'm going down. I'm telling y'all right now, I'm going to be with everybody who need me. I'm Now, I might gown up, mask up as much as yeah. I can, but I'm going to still be. And like, I feel like. 
I wouldn't like, speaking from like Idris' perspective and like the male perspective, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would want her all up on me either. Like if the symptoms started coming down and you were up in my room, I'd be like, mom, maybe you should leave or come back when you have like a mask because I care about your health as well. Oh, now you're making it noble. First, first somebody needed to live to tell the story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, that, that, now, so, now it's about love. You or me. Now it's about love. Uh, Taraya said, oh, she said something, but the comment scrolled up for me. It was funny. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Taraya says, you and PT better not get the Rona because clearly Kai said y'all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chrissy says, you know, we will change the name of something real quick. It, I don't know how y'all get Gave Rona a nickname. Uh, Cherry Thompson says, baby, his history determines his destiny. Faithful, I'm down with you like two flat tires. Unfaithful, boy, by his history. <laughs> I see you what you're saying. Like <laughs> if your tires. history shows that you've been faithful, I'm going to be with you through Rona and everything else. Now, if you've been unfaithful, perhaps Rona is on you to show you about your ways. I don't know. I don't know. Lanisha says, I'm almost certain wedding vows say that they do saying uh, Ashley Sterling says I'm washing hands and I'm washing hands and sanitizer queen of the bathroom and bedroom hubby got the rest listen so it sounds like wait so we gonna rescue them on a private jet but they gotta fly it themselves yes I think that's the, that should be the final thing okay all right then well yes fly yourself Fly. <laughs> Malachi, you didn't know ad-libbing. <laughs> uh, Kelly says, I'm going toe-to-toe with Rona. She won't run this house. When I say toe-to-toe, square up. Square up. Okay, we taking oil of oregano. We taking elderberry. We taking emergency. We eating fruits and vegetables. Rona, you... Told not going to have the glory today. You're not going to get no glory in this house. Do you hear me? Mm. Be suppressing coughs, teas. Auntie all Rona got to go. She got to go in the name, in of, the name Jesus. of Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? Pack your bags and leave. <laughs> you got to get on out of here. Malcolm says, my grandma said, what's for her is for her. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Chantel says, everyone has a nickname in our community. Rona was automatic to go to the name. It was automatic. It was just there waiting for us. Ebony says, y'all didn't hear about the husband who caught Rona after being cheating. I did not. Mm. But, oh, I did. He he took his mistress to Italy and came back with the Rona. <laughs> you better stay your hips where the grace of God can keep Imagine you. Imagine creeping out and trying to be secretive and you show up with a cough. Imagine. Where you been? <laughs> where you been? Where you been? I don't have it. We used to be checking to see if you had something. Mm. Now we're checking to see, see if, if you, you got if you got Rona. Where you get this Rona from? I've been ho- I've been quarantined. Where you can? Y'all better be where careful. You been? Where you been? Where you been? <laughs> where you been out here where you didn't call some Rona? Courtney says uh, Malachi is hilarious. <laughs> Cassandra says Rona is not minding her business nor drinking her water, but she needs to. And we can't even invite her in the delegation. <laughs> I was going to say, Rona needs to be in the delegation, the, but not, 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 not. not. <laughs> Amen. Alexis Galloway says he came back with a package. He sure did. Okay, listen, so we are definitely rescuing uh, Idris and Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing y'all's thing together. And we just going to make sure that the gas is gassed up. We're going to use the glove when we gas it up. We're going to leave it for y'all. And y'all can just hop on that thing when y'all ready. Malik, I'm going to need your help with this because I'm old. Yes. <laughs> I'm old and I don't. 
I've heard you've been calling yourself old and through the grapevine on this podcast when you read uh, like newer stories. I well, Malachi, I'm old because I don't know who these people are. You're not old, Malachi. For I, you to say Meg knees, that does, that's not an old thing. You're to right. Say. You're right. First of all, <laughs> but I was so moved by her knees that I had to learn. <laughs> I to read up on I the knew, knees. Whose knees are out here? You ain't never read on somebody's knees the way you read on Meg's knees. I had to read on Meg's knees, but Malachi, I don't know who people are really. So like, I got you. Like London on the track. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. baby and little baby yeah. and you know like all of these folks. I'm not much better because I'm not I'm not a, a big rap buff. Yeah, because you don't listen to worldly music. Because I, I don't listen to worldly music. There you go. Thank you. Yes, all right. And the delegation has expectations <laughs> of how I'm raising you. I don't listen to worldly music. Uh huh. Secular. You don't listen to secular music. Although, let me tell you something. Malachi listens to gospel <laughs> music. And when I say gospel music, I mean like Dottie Peoples. I love Dottie Peoples. Oh, how? <laughs> I love her music. How? I think because like, I think when you, like a lot of times we carry with us the music that we heard when we were young and that because it's like the roots, like our foundation. And so growing up at Park South Dallas, you know, I think I just became accustomed to older gospel. And so it just has a special place in my heart now. It feels homely, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody says, I asked my son, who were all these littles and babies? It's two different babies out at one time. A little baby and a dub baby. It's too many babies at one time. Are they twins, Malachi? No, no, no. They, but, you know, they did have a concert recently. It was called, like, Little Baby and Dub Baby. And someone in the shade room said, so they performing in the crib? Ah. But don't. I'm going to add that in. Chandra Hyman says, well, the Lord ain't done with me yet, so I got y'all covered. What are we talking about? Okay, listen. All right. So Taylor Swift and this Kanye West thing. Yes. Taylor, it, you know. It just feels like this whole thing is like kicking a dead horse. Like we've, like we've. I don't know. I have a, I have a perspective that I want to share, but I want to make sure the delegation knows. Because the delegation, low key, it's about. 40% of them don't know nothing about what's nothing, okay? Amen. So let me tell you, over the weekend, the full version of that highly publicized conversation between Taylor Swift and Kanye West was leaked online. For those of you unfamiliar, there was this, what what do you call it? Like they had a be, tisk, yeah. okay? A, sna- a snafu. They had a snafu, okay? Taylor Swift and Kanye West had a snafu once his song Famous came out because there's a lyric in there that, you know, is inappropriate. He says that he made Taylor Swift famous and he called her the B word and it was like this big oh. thing. This was before he knew the Lord. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, before say. you know the Lord, uh-oh, it's something simmering Ooh. in this Ooh. word. Sometimes who you were before you knew the Lord creeps up on you after you've turned and converted and then you you got to answer for things that the aversion mm-hmm. of you did that judgment you are day. no longer. Oh, they called it judgment, judgment day. day. All right. So um, anyway, Kanye said something. The whole conversation has leaked, though, and the conversation proves that Taylor Swift wasn't lying the whole time. Um, after the extended version of the call was released online over the weekend, social media users noted that the line in question was never discussed, leading many to side with Swift and sparking a hashtag. But some people don't want to rescue Taylor just in general. And I think that we should rescue Taylor Swift. To your point, a lot of people are like, whatever, it's like beating a dead horse, all of those things. But I do want to say this. Is it ever too late to be vindicated? Mm. Hmm. 
for four years, she let him make her out to be some kind of liar. Mm -hmm. But the evidence came out four years later. I feel like there's a word on that somewhere. Is it ever too late? To be vindicated. To be vindicated. Shabrea says, no rescue. <laughs> Brianna says, it's I a word. Tawala says, no. Um, Kay Giselle says, that's a word. Lanisha says, if we don't rescue her, somebody else will. Just what says, honestly, anything with Taylor Swift, I'm trying to mind my business. Jocelyn says, it's never too late. Is it ever too late to be vindicated? Casey Cooper says, honey, I don't answer for anything in my past. They better go see Christ about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, glory. Candace Pear says, we not rescuing none of them. What's the next door? Amen. All right. Um, so. I I feel like I can see why we're rescuing Taylor Swift. Because I will. I don't think I will ever. I will never be okay with a man calling a woman out of her name. Better. I will never be. You know, I was raised by a a group of very strong black women. Amen. And so whenever I see another black man disrespecting a woman, you regardless better. of her race, I just think that is the most appalling and disgraceful thing that yes, we can do. Yes, use them big old words. I just feel, you know, I just feel like we need to respect all people. And I don't think there's another form of disrespect is calling someone out their name. You know, there are names that, of course, well, women will sometimes call men names, you know, but I just feel like we have a responsibility as men to kind of treat women the way they need to be treated because they're often so disrespected in the Ooh. outside world. And so we can do what we need to do at home to make sure they feel as supported and loved as possible. So calling someone a B word is not appropriate. Adrian Perry says, Malachi has an old spirit. Leslie says, come on, Kai. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kena says, absolutely as she said now, but I don't, that was a typo. Send us again, girl. I don't know what you said. Uh, kicking it with Cousin Cassie says, amen. Amber Chart says, this happened years ago. She needs to sit down. All right, so I guess we're not, we not doing that. Shabray says, I agree with Malachi, but still no rescue. This is what I'm talking about with the delegation. <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about. The delegation would be like, mm-hmm, 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 mm -hmm, ready to rescue? But no. still no rescue. <laughs> Artoria says, just because Malachi said so, I'm rescuing, but ain't sending no jet. Can we send her some floaties? Is there something lower than... Well, no. No, no, no. I think floaties is fine. Candace Pear said, can Malachi start a podcast for my teenage son? Malachi is starting a podcast. I am starting a podcast. Can't wait until you guys get to hear it. Shanika says, Malachi, you got a point, but still no rescue. This is what I'm talking about. The delegation... <laughs> delegation you can give a sermon. <laughs> a whole no sermon. And they'd be like, nope, I'm at home nope, with these kids. No I thanks. don't have time for it. Rescue me. Okay, so rescue, don't rescue, or mind your business. I think this would be a great time to elect our newly form formulated mind your business category. Mind okay. your business. Hmm. Mind your business? Mind yes. your business. Mind your business. Brenda Williams says, this is awesome. Love you all, Sarah. I watch all. Oh, love you too. Chandelier says, Malachi was raised right. Praise God. Colette says, the delegation is wrong. The delegation is wrong. Nina says, no floating. I am more focused on Rona. Okay, well, all right. You do what you do, and then you can't when you don't. <laughs> but when you can't, you can't. Okay. Okay, so this next story is hilarious. And for all of you working from home, be cautious because okay. things are out here, out here happening. The story says, with 11 colleagues logged on for a catch-up, one can be seen walking through her home with her laptop as another provides an update to those listening and watching it intently. 
As the woman places her laptop on the floor, she casually pulls down her trousers to sit on the toilet, seemingly unaware the camera remains pointed directly at her. Some people on the call burst into laughter and others cover their mouths in shock as they spot the epic fail before the woman realizes her mistake and hastily turns the laptop to face the other way. Sis was on that work call. And she was on that video call, and she thought she had positioned the camera where it was supposed to be, but sis had not positioned the camera. We have to rescue her. I mean, how many people understand what it's like to be on these video conference calls in your pajamas on the bottom, but in your suit at the top? Malachi. (laughs) Even until right now, Malachi came into my room with this jacket on and the pajamas. I said, Malachi... He said they only gonna see me from the waist <laughs> only up. Only waist up. My sis had this very same thought and spirit, but then, hmm. Um, maybe as just like uh, just like a just like a cautionary measure. Let's not take our laptop into the bathroom anymore. Yes. Uh, Harmony says no rescue Sephora says OMG I saw that video It was hilarious but I felt so bad for her Rescue Uh, let me tell you rescue If I ever like I was on a zoom Call with the church on Friday I turned my Video camera off because I was doing something Random but you just don't Know what could happen if The camera you got to be more Careful in this season Tania says I saw that video she probably Had to quit her job rescue her I do want To know who let she had to give some kind of release Because y'all can't just have me out blank out then you can't have me blank out my literally i'm blank out out here (laughs) but like in those kind of cases what you do is you got to put it because see even when i facetime you i'll have my phone like right here yeah you got to stop facetiming like that and like my nose will be like you're too young malachi facetime like an 80 year old person the camera he keeps the camera right up (laughs) on his face it's called facetime not nose time bring it out that, that way you can see my face but like what's happening like under this, it doesn't matter because it's just a FaceTime call. So all you can see is my face. Ingrid says, oh, she doesn't get a rescue. We know to always have the camera pointed from the waist up. Uh, okay. And mute it when you flush. Mute it when she's not She's not lying about that. When you're on that conference call and you got to hit that mute button. Courtney says, I turn the video off and cover the webcam. Just be extra careful. Elise says, rescue says her whole name was in the video. No, we got to rescue. We- <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that is painful. Yeah. For your name to be like, it's cute when well, it's not cute, but it's it's, it's better when if it your name was left out of it and it's just like a meme. No. But when they put your name on that no, video, now we know who you are. And now other people now if you you if you get another job, everyone can see you on the toilet. Okay, so are we rescuing? Yeah, let's give her. Let's go ahead and rescue. Hey, Chantel says rescued. Homegirl needs to be resuscitated. When I say resuscitated, Sherry Thompson says rescue. She's going to need a new job, new man, new friends, heck, a new life. We got to rescue, sis. We going to test her and take her take her temperature, but we going to rescue her. We sending a jet for her too. Mm, no. Well, okay. Can we do floaties for this one? Reva says the delegation is ruthless. That's Reva from Tor. She says the delegation is ruthless, re-rescuing her. They today they said they don't have no time. Cache says we'll send her some prayers. That's all the rescue I got. I'll send you some prayers. <laughs> okay, so I guess um floaties. Floaties. Y'all can't give her floaties. <laughs> 
I just feel like there there were steps we could have taken before we took the computer. That's not. In the that's bathroom. the whole point. Is Eve? You know better, but you don't, don't do, do better. better. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of the game. Uh, Asia says, my sister's out here tripping. We got to rescue sis, LOL. This corona got us mean. When I say corona has people on edge, they don't have no patience mm-hmm. for nobody. What she needs to be thankful for is that she had toilet paper. Because in my store, <laughs> it ain't no toilet paper. You got to get a blessing. Amanda says she was trying to show off her toilet. That's she was trying to show off her toilet paper. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so we're what not. Flex. <laughs> what a paper. Imagine a world. Y'all see all this toilet paper? Imagine a world where toilet paper, paper is, is, a, a flex. is a flex. Oh my. It's like you, people are going to start taking off Rolexes and putting toilet paper on their wrists. <laughs> oh, What's that happening? should be a new challenge. What's the toilet pa- Malachi, can I get a TikTok? No. Please. Do you want to take a minute to think about it? Mm-mm. I knew I knew you couldn't get a TikTok as soon as you started saying that you had Magnes. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, that's when I that was the moment I knew said, oh, you can't have TikTok. And I saw that thing you posted that was like that you that you should make a TikTok. But I feel like, come on. Man. I noticed you didn't like that or comment back about it. <laughs> but you did see it. I just oh I did I did see when it. your mother speaks, you need to respond. I need to respond? Yes. I apologize okay. for being disrespectful. All right, but the toilet paper flex, Malachi, it could be a TikTok challenge. The toilet paper flex? Yes. Stephanie Romero says she saw the book of Eli thanks to me. The book of Eli is blessed. Mess around and catch the Holy Ghost when you figure out it's a Bible in Braille and he was blind the whole time. All right. Okay, but the toilet paper flex for TikTok. Yes. Malachi, this is going to be it. We about to blow up because oh, we doing, about to blow up because we going to the next level because. Lord, <laughs> Lord God. You're saying cuz so much in one sentence. Cause this it cause Cause we gonna take this toilet paper cause We gonna put it on our wrist And we gonna do us a TikTok that, What's that? Ooh Ooh What's the little thing where they move their wrist off fast? <laughs> Ooh Maybe I don't want you to get one cause I can Oh wow You see? I see that Oh Maybe I changed my mind You should make a TikTok now Oh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. The toilet You're listening to the podcast And you don't know what's happening First of all I'm moving my wrist Very violently In a very TikTok manner Okay Very ooh, very. Well ooh. you know In TikToks You can like speed it up So sometimes you'll do it slow And then the video will But here's the you. Also I got toilet paper in my hand right now because someone is a handy dandy person who handed me toilet paper and now the toilet paper flex. Will this be your first video? Yeah, for sure. No, because this is the one that's about to blow me up. Because you forgot. Be, I just I'm said sorry. it's about to blow me this up. This is going to be your defining moment. Okay, yes. I'm going to take I don't, I got one extra sheet here. I don't want to waste. I'm going to put this back on top of the roll when I get in there. But for the sake of. Whew, Martial arts. I can see it right TikTok now. TikTok martial arts. Is this, is that, Malachi, is that your mom with the toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. We'll talk about this when we're not on FaceTime, when you're not trying to embarrass me. I'm, I'm not. says toilet paper flex. It's a vibe, Kai. It is a, it is a vibe. The um, toilet paper flex Shabra is a vibe. says, once again, we need to rescue SJR. I've had a few episodes where I need to be rescued. Um, Kaya King says, I don't actually, I do have an ad, but it is not toilet paper related. I'm going to have to find a way to move over into to the business of <laughs> obviously it's very lucrative right now Michael McFadden says lol I wasn't ready for the toilet that toilet paper flex hit it one time Kai hit, is it the well hit is the it, well one that, time is that, is that what is that what this is yeah but you gotta just move your arms it's real fast so like people this? don't see the technique like yes uh huh it's fine um, Amber McClure says you uh, sis you out here looking like Dr. Strange you gotta practice friend I'm gonna practice on my TikTok okay 
Um, but that's fine. Everything is fine. Uh, the delegation is really disappointed in me. Of course, says, Sarah, you completely spoiled the whole movie. The How I spoil the Book of Eli movie? Huh? Brenda says, stop moving so crazy. Malachi is scared. <laughs> Malachi getting flashbacks to him about to get a whooping. Yeah, just like, like, He's like, mama, you're moving too fast. Moving. All right, listen. Uh, just what says, SJR, you're hilarious. Can't wait to see you at the One Move Off conference. I cannot wait. Okay, listen. Y'all done got me off track. Who we rescuing? Woman. on yes. the, we Okay. Floaties. All right, listen. So I don't have anything because I moved into a thing about the toilet paper. So here we are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Kai? I'm ready. If you're working from home or maybe you've decided that it's time for you to start your business because you've been quarantined, I want to suggest something to you that has been very helpful to me as a small business owner. We use ShipStation. Malachi actually used to work for the Woman Evolve store. I did. You're very familiar with ShipStation. I am extremely familiar with ShipStation. I can tell you that I my job would be would be so complicated if it wasn't for ShipStation. For those of you who don't know, ShipStation is an order fulfillment service that you can add to any of your online um, businesses. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So if you have a business that is going to require shipping, search no longer. I've got the answer that you need. It is ShipStation. You can compare and choose the best shipping solutions for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. And right now, Woman Evolve with Sarah Jakes Roberts listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code EVOLVE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info because you know that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Okay. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type EVOLVE. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter code EVOLVE. Okay. So nifty. Isn't that nifty? That makes me want to start a store. Maybe I'll just start selling my socks. Selling your socks? The, the socks I just bought you off of Amazon? Mm-hmm. Or maybe like some shoes. Because, you know, now we have ShipStation, the world is an oyster. Oh, you better, Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Natalie says that transition was much better than the toilet paper dance. Oh, the delegation is out here burning. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Whatever, Natalie. You love that. To- when the toilet paper flex hits the shade room, I just want y'all to remember yeah, everybody who slept on me. <laughs> Malachi, I want you to take a screenshot of everybody trying to sleep on me right now so when it hits the shade room, y'all know, okay? All right, listen. Um, where they said, where's Kenzie? Kenzie's somewhere being salty because Malachi is on the podcast. She knocked on the door all loud right before we started. Like, y'all recording? No, sis. And don't do not do that. You know. You already know what this is. Okay, Hail Mary. Hail Mary is when we take a minute and just acknowledge people who are doing phenomenal things, especially in this coronavirus season that we are in. So I want to take some time to acknowledge three stories that I thought, well, actually, it's two stories. And then I actually want to turn this over to the delegation so that they can give us some of their own Hail Marys during this coronavirus season. So the first one is a Minnesota restaurant who's offering an unusual promotion for customers amid the coronavirus pandemic, a free roll of toilet paper with takeout orders over $25. The Cambridge Bar and Grill in Cambridge 
because that's why they call it the Cambridge Bar and Grill, <laughs> announced all orders totaling over $25 now come with a free roll of toilet paper, a product some consumers are having difficulty finding due to the shortages from customers stocking up for quarantine. Okerlund, who is the owner of the store, said he wanted to give he wants to bring a smile to customers' faces as a break from the anxieties of the COVID-19 outbreak. Amen. Amen. I wanted to do something nice. I'm not making fun of it. I just hope it puts a smile on people's faces. I thought that was kind of clever. I think that's I think that's very clever. I think that's very clever. Yes. Because um, I was thinking, like, a lot of these restaurants are closed down, and the hotels are having a slow, you know, people checking in and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I figured, you know, they probably got toilet paper just sitting mm-hmm. there waiting mm-hmm. to be used. So I don't know. And, you know, I think... Like, of course, it's very kind. It's very charitable. And I believe that they're going to give us because they're doing this. But that's also, like, like business-wise, mm-hmm. what an idea. Yeah. People will come and spend money just for the toilet paper. Isn't that something? You know? Twyla says, great business movement. It says, SJR invented the toilet paper flex. Write it down. Write, Write it, it down. down. Um, <laughs> Tribulation Treasure says, not for $25. I think maybe not it was for just... $25. But it's the food, too. Yeah, you get the food. You're, like, you're not getting, you're getting some food, If you food was going to order food anyway, why not get some free toilet paper? I don't know. I don't know. So, like, is it like instead of dessert, you'll get toilet paper? No, no, child. It's... No, you get that on top of whatever you order. Tamara like Phoenix says that that is clever because, child, you know that toilet paper is a hot commodity. I thought it was clever. Um, food and toilet paper. Um, <laughs> what a food and to- You'll uh, need it eventually. You're going to need it. After, after, all right. <laughs> Madronica says, I'm coming to get that food and toilet paper. Winnie Pay says, hell Mary to all the teachers out there who are clearly not paid. And clearly, I'm actually yeah. going to turn it over to you guys so that you can share with us who's been your hell Mary during this coronavirus thing. So if you're in the comments, and you're chatting and engaging with us, drop us a line. Who has been your Hail Mary during this season or who are some people who maybe we aren't paying more attention to? Obviously, nurses and medical professionals, but also grocery store workers, our sanitation cleaners, teachers. You guys tell us who you want us to to make a Hail Mary. And if you guys have a name and a specific person, drop that in the comments as well. There was another story that I thought was really good too. An anonymous customer at a Houston restaurant left a staff a $9,400 tip just hours after the county announced mandatory business closings. Irma's Southwest Restaurant in downtown Houston said an anonymous customer left the $9,400 tip Monday, just a few hours after Harris County ordered bars and nightclubs to close amid the coronavirus outbreak. Hold tip to pay your guys over the next few weeks, the customer wrote on the receipt. The restaurant said it is planning to remain operating as a takeout eatery, but some workers could be sent home if there isn't a high demand. The eatery said employees will split the tip equally and receive about $300 each. I thought that was super dope. That is super dope. It's times like this where it's just like, man, I wish we just had just limitless amount of money to be able to do things. But one thing that I do think is important is like, just because you can't give $9,400 doesn't mean that you, you can't, can't give anything. Exactly. Like, it may not seem like a big deal. You know, 94 cents, $94, $9. Like, it's a meal that maybe someone wouldn't have had. It's something extra on top of, you know, what people are pulling together to donate or to make a change and a difference in your community. And it really is collectively going to take all of us to make a difference as it comes to like just helping helping people in this season. And sometimes if you feel like you want to be charitable and you don't have the like the finances or the resources to do so, sometimes it doesn't even have to be money. Yeah. Sometimes maybe just talking to someone, consoling mm. them, making them feel like everything's going to be okay. Cuz you know anxiety 
is really affecting people, especially with coronavirus. For sure. So if you want to be like a blessing to someone, but you don't have the money, like that's what I'll do sometimes. Sometimes I'll like console people and they'll ask me something. I'll like tell them, I can't give you $500, mm-hmm. but I can give you my ear. Yeah. I can listen to you. I can maybe try to help in any way I can, you know? And sometimes that's better than any kind of money you could have given them because mm-hmm. eventually that money will go mm-hmm. and it'll leave, but that wisdom and that mm. life you spoke into them will always stay. So I think, you know, you can always do that if you don't have to, if you can't leave that kind of tip. Very much agree with that. Just what says, you have been my Hail Mary. Oh, I found you on YouTube and I've been watching you ever since. And God has spoken to me literally every time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I love getting to do what I do to help and connect with you all. Um, Bridget, Easter says, this just made me think of a friend. Thanks, SJR. Beautiful. What are you, Tell me. You guys are in the comments. We obviously gave the Hail Mary to this guy who was a generous tipper. But there are other people. I saw that um, someone said Hail Mary to the truck drivers who are actually keeping the food stocked. You know, they're having mm-hmm. to drive trucks during this season to make sure that we are getting food in our grocery stores. I saw someone says, uh, Hail Mary to Pastor Josiah Silva of Freedom House OC, who is doing a daily online devotional that he is writing each day as current events are happening, has live worship and keeping the body of Christ glued together when we are at home. 1 p.m. each day. That's 1 p.m. each day. Pastor Josiah Silva, great friend of our family. Janine says, uh, Hail Mary to you. Whitney Pace says, Hail Mary to us healthcare workers. Let me tell you guys in the healthcare field, I know that you guys are being so overloaded. And so we thank you for the sacrifices, you. your time away from your family, doing everything you can to help us get through this unexpected season. Mm-hmm. B. Collins says, Social workers, no one is recognizing us. Well, we are acknowledging you and every social worker listening. I think we've got like 1.8 million unique downloads on this podcast. And I know there are so many social workers who are a part of that number. Thank you for your unseen fight that we see going on behind the scenes. We appreciate your sacrifice. Brittany Johnson says, DJ D-Nice for keeping us sane with his music during this time. Did you hear about DJ D-Nice who had like an online DJ session? I think it was like eight hours long, eight or nine hours long of just like continuous DJing. He did it, I want to say two nights in a row. He had like Oprah was in there, Michelle Obama was in there. Yes, it had like 100,000 people in there at one time. Yeah, no, it was a major thing. Diane Campbell says, wow, look at this young man full of wisdom. May God bless you. You're a bishop. All right, Bishop. Mm, Bishop Kai. I can't. Bishop Kai. Uh, Just blesses a Hail Mary to us child care workers. Hail Mary to you all. Man, man, if there's anything that we have recognized during this season, it's recognizing just how much those who help to form and mold the minds of our children and to lead and guide them are so valuable. So thank you for that. And I believe, now I'm going to, now I'm in my mind a little fuzzy about the exact wording, but I believe in the Bible, it does say something that when you do good in private, God will reward Mm, you publicly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that we need to keep in mind, especially when you're talking about people like social workers and the unsung and the unseen heroes of America. You know, I just feel like in this time and in this season, you know, what you're doing now will not go unrecognized by the Lord. So I think the more we keep that in our hearts, then you'll be able to keep that promise. You know, like I've been really trying to keep in mind the idea of God's promises and holding them on and like holding them in my heart. So I think in this season, when you're feeling overworked and you're feeling like stressed and just overwhelmed, just remember that 
there's a promise coming for you. You know, there's a miracle waiting for you and that you're, you're going to really reap the benefits of all the love and all of the support and all the help that you're putting out into the community. So, so I would tell the, dele- I would tell the delegation to kind of keep that in their hearts and hold that with them. You know, even if you're not getting recognized, that someone does see you and he's looking out for you. Wow. That's incredible. Um, this lady says, my son is a single young man with no children. He has taken shifts at the grocery store. He is a manager to help his workers with kids who have no child care. That children being out of school is definitely affecting a lot of people. Um, Lanisha says, I should hail Mary to the souls of those people who cause a title. Don't make a person. Don't make because a title don't make a person a decent person. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see. As Chris says, oh, SJR, y'all have done a great job with Malachi. Thank you, Lachi. You out here making us look good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jaleesa says, how did this 17-year-old get so much wisdom while I'm in awe? Uh, Lenore says, held Joseph to my husband, who is trying to be Mr. Mom, giving me a bit of a break with the house and kids and not being overwhelmed with this shift in his everyday life. Michelle says, uh, you are such a proud mama. You are looking at him with so much awe. I am, Malachi. You make me super duper proud. Thank you, Uh, Cache says, Hail Mary to those who don't know how it'll work out on their behalf, but believe it will. Also, shout out to FedEx, UPS, Instacart, and other delivery services. Amen. Amen. Because Amazon has still been showing up, okay? Someone needs to give Postmate and Uber Eats a shout of praise for delivering all this food over here. Amen. Jocelyn says, Hail Mary to Pastor Turin and Pastor Sarah for holding us down multiple times a week. We're trying to make sure that this good gospel gets out and that we're using all of our resources and influences to help people in need. Um, Side note, similar to what Pastor Sarah taught last week in the uh, Revolution Women's Conference, don't break the promise that God has made for sure. Barbara Turner says, yes, great is your reward, something only God can repay. All right, so it sounds like all of us have so many people who we are witnessing continue to just do incredible. (laughs) Amanda says, I would like to help Mary to iTunes, Netflix, and Hulu. You're not lying. You're you, not lying. You never told a You're lie. You're not lying. <laughs> You're not. Because what would we be watching otherwise? I don't grass. know. Grass. Watching grass. <laughs> watching grass. Okay. Um, Madronica says, hail to all of the pastors that made online church available. Yes, because let me tell you guys, there is a lot that goes into making church available online. A lot of technical equipment you have to have, production equipment, you have to have internet capability that you have to have. And you do all of that and really just hope that people will, you know, continue to plug in so that you're able to get the message as far out as you can. So, yes. Um, all right. So, listen. Um So, so many of us are just taking the time to acknowledge those who are really helping us fight this outbreak. It is unprecedented. Sometimes I'm at home and I'm cooking and I'm cleaning and everything seems normal. And then it just hits me like outside, like there's literally a pandemic. You have to be careful when you leave this Mm -hmm. house. It's like it keeps invading my personal space. And so one of the things I've tried to be really intentional about doing is like grounding myself and making sure that I am anchored within so that when we go out, I'm not just like susceptible to whatever's in the air and atmosphere. So I also want to tell you guys about a resource that can help you, whether you're on the front lines or at home, just trying to wrap your mind around everything that's happening. Uh, Taking time to ground yourself through prayer and meditation will be key. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. Abide users report less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and better sleep. Abide's meditation starts 
start at two minutes long. They're easy to fit in your schedule and feature topics like overcoming anxiety, managing stress, addiction, and recovery, finding forgiveness, and more. You can even use Abide as a family with Abide's bedtime stories. Because let me tell you how Ella's about to get this Abide bedtime story. (laughs) You better tell your sister. I got an app for you based on the Bible. They're great for kids and adults alike. So you can get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash evolve. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash evolve. That's abide.co slash evolve to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. Do you do meditation, Kai? I love meditation. I feel like uh, meditation is one of like, I feel like it's such an underestimated or undervalued tool Mm. that people do. Um, I feel like meditation is one of the only times that you can just be able to sit and be alone with your thoughts with no like disruption. Yeah. And I think a common misconception about meditation is that it's this big like um moment of like, just like, you know that. And in some cultures it is that. Mm -hmm. But to be more practical, meditation can be something as simple as just kind of sitting down, taking a deep breath, and just kind of listening to the silence around you. Mm. Meditation. Yeah. You know, focusing on nothing but thoughts and quiet, clearing your mind for a little bit. There's so much power in just taking a second to clear your mind because when you clear your mind, you, you take the tension off all the things you've been thinking of. Because if you have the power to clear it out of your mind, you have the period to you have the power to accomplish it outside of your mind. Mm. You know, so just take them. I think meditation is very helpful. I do it all the time. I see a lot of people who have tried the Abide app, and they're saying Abide is awesome. I love it. Mimi Harris says I have Abide and I love it. Carmen says, I listen to Abide on YouTube and go to sleep to it. (laughs) And I'm a soldier says he's only 17. Yes, he is only 17. Uh, Let's see. I know the beard is confusing. He does have a full beard. (laughs) Amanda says, you two look like brother and sister. Seems like the two of you are minding your business and drinking your water. Mm -hmm. Blue Blue Roses is the way you look at him. is so cute. That's my baby. (laughs) I mean, me and Cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Samuel says, come on, abide. And Yatu says, he's on to something. Go, Malachi. Okay, how about that? Okay. Ingrid says, there's power and clarity. You better preach it, Malachi. (laughs) Okay, so it's time for our advice section. This is when the delegation sends us something that's happening in their world or atmosphere, and they need some help from the delegation for us to try and walk through this thing with them. Okay. I'm going to read these questions. I I have three of them. We'll see if we can get to all three. But it says, hi, Sarah. I have a question for the podcast. I am in my early 20s, grew up in church, and found Jesus or relationship for myself when I was 13, and it has has been beautiful, but I'm currently stuck. One of the places I'm stuck at is vulnerability. Since creating my own relationship with Jesus, I have been able, for the most part, to be vulnerable with Him about how I'm feeling. However, I am not that way in my everyday life. I often feel silly in moments of vulnerability. I come from a church where, honestly, it's not common, maybe in the pulpit, but not in interaction. I don't even have anyone I feel safe to call on. Also, vulnerability is not big in my family. Long story short, how do we learn to open up and have real, thriving relationships with others as I get older? 
tips, resources. P.S. I hope you and your family are doing well. I found the podcast last year and it has blessed me so much. I get excited every time I see an upload. And you should make a TikTok. LOL. Much love. Wow. Hmm? You know what? Yeah, you should make a TikTok and I'll be your first follower. The first one. I'm going to work on my toilet paper flex first. Mm. Okay, so this is such an interesting question because I have a lot of people who always tell me like, you're so vulnerable, you're so vulnerable. How did you become so vulnerable? And I really don't feel like I am making an intentional decision to be vulnerable as much as I gave myself permission to be where I am and to feel what I feel from Mm. moment to moment and to communicate that in a way that doesn't provide shame. I think that a lot of times it's difficult for us to be vulnerable because we think in our authenticity that there's going to be some level of shame or devaluing of our feelings and emotions. And so instead we say that we're fine. We say that we've got it under control. We say that we don't have a broken heart. We say we're not depressed. We don't allow anyone in. And so what I decided to do, you know, that really changed my life was deciding to just be honest about how I feel. So, (laughs) you know, like if someone asks me, like, how are you doing with X, Y, Z? Like maybe you've lost a parent and someone's like, how are you doing? So I'd be like, I'm, oh, I'm fine. It's hard, you know, but it's fine. But to really allow the emotions you feel to be reflected in your answer. So it, there's a difference between I'm fine versus it's tough, but I'm I'm finding my way through it. And I think vulnerability really teaches people how to handle your heart. When we insist on always being strong and we insist on never letting anyone in, then we when we do need someone, it's difficult for us to have genuine connection with people. And then we feel isolated and often go through an even deeper, darker depression because we didn't have anyone who knew that all of this time we said we were okay and we've been struggling. The beautiful thing about tearing a wall down is that it's never too late to say that I've been struggling for a minute. I just didn't know how to say it. Or can you pray for me? I need someone to just cover me during this season. But you got to recognize that how you feel doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than. And it doesn't mean you aren't powerful. We are all these incredible oxymorons, you know? In a way, it makes you a little bit stronger. I agree. Because it takes a level of strength to be open and vulnerable about how you feel. Yeah. Anyone can say, I'm fine. Anyone can say, oh, it's whatever. But to really be able to open up your heart and to speak from an emotional place takes not only courage, yeah. but takes a level of strength that I feel like is a real is really... We don't give that enough credit, mm-hmm. you know, in society, like how much strength it takes to actually open up about your emotions. Like I had a problem with that for a long time. And you know that, that I had a, I would, I was a, I'm fine kind of person, you know, but it was because, you know, I feel like I wasn't strong enough to hear what you always say to me if I were to say I wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to come to a place in myself where I had to build the strength slowly by having more conversations with you all to kind of build my strength. But it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. And I think to your point, though, when you're afraid of a person's response, that means you have to really qualify who you're talking to as well, okay? Because you can't just be vulnerable with any and everyone. You have to make sure that the person on the other end is going to have your best interest at heart. And if they make a misstep, whether it's a spouse or a parent or whatever, and they say something in that moment that makes it more challenging for you to be vulnerable or makes you feel like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, you have the opportunity to even be vulnerable about how you feel in that moment. Like when you said that, it made me feel 
feel X, Y, and Z because I want to continue to be open. I want to continue to have conversations with you, but there are also some triggers, words that you say or ways that you respond that make it more difficult for me to be in vulnerability with you. And so being mindful of that and receiving that in return, like when you shut down and you get angry and walk out of the door, it makes me feel like I can't walk through things with you. But you got to be able to not just be vulnerable, but receive someone's vulnerability as well. Let's see what the delegation is saying. Tavana says, sometimes you've been courageous and took those steps to be strong and open up multiple times. And they say they make you feel makes you close up back, close back up. Yes, triggers for sure. Because there are triggers. Um, I think qualifying who you are being vulnerable with, making sure that you they really have your best interest at heart and not just because they say it, but because they have shown it in the past and then being honest and open about how their responses can trigger things within you. I know that's one of the things I had to learn when communicating is like my husband is super direct and I like talk in circles and walk all around the point. And then I had to tell him, like when you're really direct, like it feels like a knife coming in my direction. And so two things had to happen. Yes, he learned to not be maybe as direct and more patient. And I learned to be tougher too, right? Because relationships aren't all about one person changing to meet one person's needs, but how can we change together in order to make sure our common goal of love, unity, and wholeness is able to be manifested? Let's see. Ali Carter says, it's not only about trusting others, but can you trust yourself? Quit. Preach. Mm. Uh, LaQuelle says, that's so true. I tried opening up to someone and it went left. So since then, I've bottled everything in for for years. And that's not healthy. You know, people don't always know how to handle another person's vulnerability. Sometimes people don't know when you're being vulnerable. They think you're tough and you're strong because you've been so tough and strong that they think you can just handle anything. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of reasons that keep us from being vulnerable. But I did come to a place where I was comfortable. And I think someone said this on... YouTube. Let me see if I can scroll up and find it. But she basically said that vulnerable, yeah, vulnerability equals security in the truth. And I will also say that vulnerability means security in yourself. When you come to a place where you realize that being vulnerable doesn't change or diminish your worth, that it doesn't make you less than, then you can share it. Because even if a person's response isn't as gentle or adequate or understanding as it should be, it doesn't take away from your worth and value. When you're being vulnerable for the sake of someone validating you and they don't, it can be challenging. But when you're being vulnerable because I'm just standing in my truth, now I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to seeing things from a different perspective. But right now I have to start with my truth. And my truth is that hurt me. That truth is that I'm broken. Now, maybe that person says, oh, I was trying to protect you. And you learn and build from that. But you got to be comfortable in your truth. You you have to be comfortable in your truth. And I think someone said this too, like um, being vulnerable with yourself before being vulnerable with other people. Because before you walk into an atmosphere where you're going to be talking to someone who's like, who you're going to be vulnerable with, you have to at first admit that you're going to be vulnerable to yourself. Mm. I think it's kind of like people saying like, how are you going to be honest with someone if you can't even be honest with yourself? Like, if you can't take some time, back to that meditating thing we're talking about, to really gather yourself mm. And to admit, say, yes, I was such and such, yes, I did such and such, yes, I did such and such, before you walk into the room. That way, you've already kind of began to be vulnerable yeah. with yourself. Working outside and then taking it uh, to working inside first and going outside is really important. I love that. 
Uh, Shakimi says, I'm experiencing the same thing. I can't open up to my significant other. It's so uncomfortable being myself around him. That's uh, something that I hear a lot of women say, but I do want to encourage you to really know that it's never too late, like I said, to tear the wall down and to have a discussion like, you know, I want to explain that I've been distant. I don't know if you can tell it or not. Usually when we're distant in our marriages, it shows up in some capacity. But to kind of explain what this divide is that is within your marriage and explaining where it came from, from your perspective, being open to hearing where it came from, from his perspective, and then seeing what resources are available. Do we need to go to counseling or therapy? What are some tools that we can use so that I can, you know, communicate better with you and you can communicate better with me? What are the rules that we need to have? have for disagreements, but don't allow the divide in your marriage to just stay there without applying pressure to it. If I may steal from my message from last week, you got to be willing to apply pressure, especially now when the world, the part of the reason why we have to stay so united in our marriages and family is because the world applies pressure. Sickness comes, job loss comes, pandemics come, and it applies pressure to what is real and what is true. And if you've already allowed a lot of little things to pile up, on the inside. When that pressure comes, you can't withstand the pressure. And so we got to move anything that is keeping us from living in alignment with who God says we are so that we have the strength and perspective that is available to us in wisdom to navigate life when the when the pressure hits. Um, let's see. Samuel says, man, God will send relationships that allow you to be vulnerable to really heal you. He's doing it for me now. I can yeah. totally relate to that. Natasha says that was such a powerful sermon. Yes, apply pressure, apply pressure. Yes, apply pressure. Praise the Lord. Okay, so uh, Tamara says you are preaching now. Okay, so let's get hit the next question and see what the delegation has to say. Um, okay. So, hello, Mrs. SJR. I hope that I can get advice on this situation. I am 25 years old and three ago... Three years ago? Three, three. I think she meant years. But. Okay, this wonderful guy was placed in my life. At the beginning of knowing this guy, I overlooked him until God put in my spirit to get to know him more. Throughout this time, I felt God tell me that this was my husband. I spoke to him and made him aware, and now I feel like I pushed him away slowly. Fast forward to recently, he is now married, and I'm so lost for words. My friends tell me that I should start to focus on myself and wait for God to bring us back together, but I just want to cancel him out and move forward in life. I don't know what to do. Help. I want to be obedient to God, but I'm tired of waiting. Um, so when God tells you that someone is your husband, I think sometimes we have to be like Mary and carry that word in our heart mm -hmm. because it's not until God reveals that to the person who is supposed to marry you that it becomes a, a confirmed yeah. word. You know, and a lot of times God has given so many women words about who their husband is supposed to be, but we don't actually get that confirmation from the other person and we tell that person and it kind of scares them and it does push them away. I think that if I were you, I would cancel out not the word, right, from God, but I would begin to move on with my life, right? So part of moving on with your life, though, does mean that you have to let that expectation yeah. go 
and see what God does with it. But don't allow your life to be on pause while you're waiting on a manifestation of word. Continue moving in the direction of your purpose. And what you may come to realize as you grow and learn more and get deeper in your relationship with God, that that person in some way is your husband when you're 90, after y'all have had marriages with other people, or maybe he is a portion of what your husband needs to have. Maybe there's something about his relationship with God or something about the way that he provides or makes you laugh. That is an aspect of what you need to have in your relationship or marriage that God has for you. But I will say this, God is not going to have to use you to tell the person you're supposed to marry that he needs to marry you. Yeah, it's going to be mutual. And you don't want to have to force someone or... I don't manipulate sounds like such a heavy word because I think it um, denotes intention. But sometimes you can kind of manipulate someone on accident. Sometimes, sometimes sometimes people are intentionally malicious, but you don't want to use the word that God gave you to start and move a relationship in a direction without that person being in agreement. And maybe before you go head first into it, you should take some time and maybe talk to your pastor or your spiritual covering and really discern what is the voice of God and what is the voice in your head. Because I think sometimes, you know, we confuse the two. And I'm not saying that your discernment is off. I'm saying that sometimes when we really want something really bad, we can think it's the voice of God talking directly to us when really it's our minds and our hearts wanting, you know? So maybe take a, maybe take time to pray and talk to your pastor to really help with your discernment to really make sure before you go into it. Because there's nothing worse than thinking that God is leading you into a relationship and then when the relationship doesn't work out, you get mad at God when it was really the voice of your head telling you to get into that situation. Um, The delegation has been quarantined. They're eating their snacks. They're stressed out. So I'm going to read these, but I'm going to try and read them in love. I tried to say it and put some sugar over it, but the delegation has no more sugar on the grocery shelves in order for us to share this word. So here it is. Melita uh, says, in the words of Heather Lindsay, God won't send you someone else's husband, so she shouldn't wait for him. Zakia says, girl, he already married move on and let him go Sherelle Stanley a little more gentle says I'm sorry you had to experience this but you need to move forward uh Leonetta says wait on God and not that man Verlisa says if he's already married he's someone else's his stand God isn't going to give him to you move on God has someone else for you it's not for him her husband can't be your husband Shanika says cancel him out my man's is married I don't think you should wait around for someone else's husband Vicky says um, oh she's talking about mother's son uh, Michael McFadden says I don't want to question her saying that it was God but it could have been her flesh wanting him to be your husband that's basically what Malachi said Sarah Lyon says I have done that before so don't stress just move on and find someone better Mel Carter says Malachi is so young yet so wise I love it. Let's see. Uh, Ebony says, the Bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part. So in everything, seek God for more direction, not just a word. Kara says, SJR, we saying even in confusion, his too will make sense later. Romans 8, 28. Darlene says, when God showed me, it was through visions, no words. Uh, let's see. Franny says, I've been having a pretty weird day and I came, hopped online and typed your name and I caught you live, but I needed this. So glad. Sorry you've had a hard day, but I'm glad that we can maybe make it a little bit better. S. Perry says, okay, when you starting a podcast, Malachi? Uh, okay, so sis, basically this is what we're saying. Um, he's not for you, babe. And, you know, it's time for you to move on. And that's all right. It doesn't mean that you didn't receive... It could mean that you didn't receive a word from God, but like I said, it may be, you know what? Maybe I got something. 
Huh? What you, you ready? What you got? Maybe. No. Sorry, couldn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get like a, just like a modicum of like what you're gonna say? Well, I was gonna say like maybe. No, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I be stretching and reaching because I try to rescue folks. And I know sometimes when we feel like we have this word from God and then God doesn't confirm that word or something happens that shifts that word, that we begin to doubt God. Um, when I think that you just have to realize to my sister's point in YouTube that we prophesy in part, that we see in part, that just because you got this word from God doesn't mean that that particular person is going to be your husband. Maybe it's going to be somebody with the same name, the same job or industry field. But we do want you to not pray on nobody's husband. He's married. You got to wish them well now. You got to chop that up as an L and you got to move on. And, and you just got to deal with the heartbreak of that. You know, you said you wasn't really sweating him to begin with. So maybe that was the first maybe word. That was, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Because if, if God really sent you this man, you're going to usually ought to like work in certainty. Because God works in certainty. So if, a, if God sends a man directly into your life, you're probably going to know. Yeah. But if you're like not feeling him and then you feel him at first, that seems like a process that, you know, I don't know. But he is somebody else's husband. He so. is. You, you got to respect that as well. You got to let that go. Buy him a wedding gift, sis, and move on. Cam says, trying to tell you, God be telling us stuff just so we can move. Then once we move, he gives another direction. Keep listening. You Now, you need to hear, you know, instead of the same God that said that's your husband got another word for you. Mm. And you need to go back to and put your, there's a word. There's something. There's something there. There's something in the, it's something in the something pot in the there. I don't know what it is. But you need to go back and see, because God's saying, and something else now, sis. And God, you you didn't close your mind. There it is. That's the whole word. I found it. I stumbled into it. We we still work in God's old word, but God's got a new word for preach you. Preach on it, Pastor. I did. I, 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 I right hear you preaching. He's got a new word for you in this season, and we need to figure out what this new word is and stop working that old word. When that old word stops working, there's a new. That's the whole thing. How about that? How about that? There's a new word somewhere. Leonetta says, come on, say that. Praise break. <laughs> Brittany Wilson says, I don't think that was God. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I thought some, there, yeah, it's not God that it's a new word somewhere. It's a new word somewhere. It's obviously a new word. God will never leave you without a word. And God has moved on to something mm -hmm. else. And she's stuck on the old word. And it's time. Oh, God to that new word. Uh, created in me, 82 says, so almost same situation, but others from his church prophesied to me that he was from me, but I moved on because God is not the author of confusion. I won't be lost nor stuck. Uh, Charla says, "Yep, that's what my husband with. That's what happened with my husband. Moving in certainty is true. You know that man will pursue you, and you won't have any questions." Well, let me tell you something. He gonna let he gonna let you know. Everybody gonna be on the same page. If you out there listening and God has told you that somebody is your husband, you, God, and that person gonna be on the same page, yeah. or that's not or your that's husband. not your husband. <sighs> Okay. There should be a connection. Mari says, I'm struggling with this right now with my ex-fiance, and it's not that the love wasn't there, but we didn't put God first. I definitely needed my own personal growth and relationship with God before I could be someone's wife. There it is. Okay. Whew. All right. Um, but I just want you to know universally as a delegation, and we love you, and we want you, to, we want you to know that we love you. Is God is never going to give you somebody else's husband. That's where we all stand universally, and so we got to start asking God for what that. You're doing something new in this season. What is that? Okay. Um, 
Let's see. Um, okay, last question. Oh, okay. Hey, lady, I feel so depressed because I've gained so much weight. I am two years into my marriage and I want to look good for my husband. I see you always look nice and keep it together, woman of God. Do you have any tips? Pray for me. My flesh is getting the best of me. You know, here's the thing. Um, you should. You will never be able to lose weight if you're losing weight for, for someone, someone else. else. You just won't be able to do it. You might go to an extreme and do it, but eventually you'll end up eating again. I think you have to really want to do it for yourself and you have to determine why it is you want to do it. Are you trying to meet some standard or some norm or are you just trying to take better care of yourself? I have found that when I love myself into transformation, when I say, you know what, I really just need to take care of myself. I'm going on the treadmill. I don't really feel like it, but I want to take care of my body. I want to, and I'm not putting like I had my friend take the scale out of my back bathroom because I had a slight addiction to it. And um, so I had to remove things that made me base my worth and value off of my weight and then really face the fact that I wanted to take care of myself. Eating things that I should not be eating every single day is not me taking care of mm -hmm. myself. So I think really determining who am I in the highest version of myself, what type down to what types of food I eat, what type of exercise do I engage in, how often do I do it? And then I make a decision every day to move in that direction. And I think that as as you begin to create a new pattern and have a vision for yourself, taking care of your temple, right? I want to be here for my children. I want to make sure that I'm living a long life with my spouse, but don't do it just because you want to be attractive to your husband because sis, no matter how big you think you've gotten or how much you weigh, you can still look good for your spouse, okay? You may yeah. have to go shopping and try on different clothes. You may have to find things if it's your new fig figure, but at the end of the day, confidence is the most attractive thing, but I want to make sure that when you talk about losing weight, that you're doing it with a healthy perspective and that it's really more about loving yourself and taking care of yourself. Where it's like, even if the scale doesn't move, the fact that I got up and I had this salad and I got on the treadmill, that's enough to know that I'm living in health and wellness. And when you're like working out and exercising, one thing that's really key is support and having someone who supports you. So if you have a husband who is saying that you would be, you would look so much more attractive if you lost that weight. That's not a supportive, that's not a supportive relationship, you know? And sometimes, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Because, like, you can't, you know, you can't focus on getting better if you have all these people in your back of your head telling you that you're getting worse. Yeah. You know? So maybe if he's not supportive, I, and, and I'm hoping, I'm praying that he is for your sake that he is, but if he's not, maybe you really make this, that's when you have to really make this journey about yourself, because sometimes when the only person who's supporting you is you, then you have to be extra, like, you have to be really intentionable about lifting yourself up and saying, like, I love myself for, if I didn't lose not one other pound, mm -hmm. I would love myself for who I am right now. Because if sure. you're not getting that support elsewhere, then all the voices of negativity will drown you and you'll end up sitting up somewhere and not doing anything about it. Destiny says someone has not been drinking their water because all my business has been aired in this one podcast. Candace says, yeah, because weight doesn't mean attraction. Andrea Coast says, why is this baby so wise? Love it. Linda Brown says, never had a scale. That's a blessing. Devonna says, if losing weight is going to make you happy, then start slow. Set a time daily to be active. Fitness Blender on YouTube has great videos. Tavana says, this was the case for me when I became vegan, struggling on the exercise tip. And I think, you know, what the other thing is like, 
set a goal every day, right? Because sometimes it's like we make such a drastic, I talked about this once on the podcast before, it's like an all or nothing thing where it's like I'm either eating Chick-fil-A with French fries on my sandwich or I'm vegan. You know what I mean? And those drastic changes in my diet and my life and routine make me crave the things that I know I shouldn't eat. But make a decision like this one meal a day, I'm going to dedicate to it being healthy and I'm going to do that for a week. And then I'm going to add 15 minutes of movement, no matter rain, snow or whatever. I'm going to add this to my daily routine. Decide to attack this piece by piece instead of trying to drastically move yourself in one direction and love yourself in the process. Sue says, remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Brittany says, I know gaining weight is hard mentally, but practice being nice to yourself. That's another reason how the patterns follow for sure. I have to practice being nice to me too. Tanya says, Sarah, that is definitely your child. Mm-hmm. And Tina says, ha, 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 I'm trying to gain weight. Tina, you didn't have to put the ha, ha, ha part on there because <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are, uh, well, I won't say, I guess it's like about a lot of y'all trying to gain weight, but it ain't my testimony. Aja Monique says, I was trying to lose weight for my wedding, but I'm sitting here eating a chicken wing and M&M's. Pray for me, thanks. Your girl is struggling. Ain't no one with a chicken wing. Ain't nothing wrong with Ain't a little chicken. Ain't nothing wrong with no chicken wings. Okay. Okay. So listen, uh, we're almost finished with the podcast, but because I have this incredible guest host, I asked him if he would do the snack for me. And so Malachi, do you have a snack for the delegation? I do have a snack for the delegation. Let's do it. So I took some notes. You don't mind if I go into my notes for this one, do you? No, go for it. Okay. <laughs> So my my Thomas Clark says it's too many snacks right now. We already got enough snacks because of the core team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you a little nibble then if you don't want a whole snack. This this uh, snack actually comes. It actually relates to the one we were talking about, about vulnerability. I thought that was so funny when we talking about that. Mm. But I was saying that um, for a little backstory for my snack, I was talking to a close friend of mine the other day, and when we were in our conversation, I had made I had said something that she didn't like that hurt her feelings, and so she had told me that. Hey, what you said hurt my feelings. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like I shouldn't have been said. And instead of apologizing, I said, uh, basically, you know, I said what I said. Mm. Take it or leave it. Mm. And I was fine with what I said for a long time. Instead of giving her like a like standard apology, that's what I said. And I was fine with that until I really began to dig deep into why I couldn't have just apologized. It could have been a simple, just like I'm sorry. Like, it could have been really simple. But then I thought, why couldn't I have done that? Why couldn't I do that? And so one thing that I had come to the conclusion to was that I wasn't okay with being vulnerable enough to admit that I was wrong. I feel like we as a people are can be so proud and so and before with so much dignity that the thought of being vulnerable is quite unappealing, especially when it comes to admitting that we're wrong or apologizing. So one thing, oh, eventually I had to like swallow like my pride and apologize and say, I'm sorry. But one thing that was really helpful for me to do that was that I had to realize that the person who I was apologizing to could handle care and trust my vulnerability. Mm. It is so it is so important when you're being vulnerable with someone like Pastor Sarah said to be vulnerable. You find someone who's okay to be vulnerable with. Like for me, that person is often my mom. 
since I was homeschooled, I don't have a lot of friends naturally. So my mom was a person I talked to. And I know I can be vulnerable with her. So one thing that I would challenge you all to do in the coming seasons, especially in this one that we're in now, is to really review your friend group, your homeboys, your homegirls, your friends, your sis, whatever, and really decipher and really determine who can you be vulnerable with. And once you find, kind of find that person, go through, find them, try to find who you can be vulnerable with, and then try to open up to them more. You know, Open up to them and try to be as vulnerable as you can because doing that is a practice run. Because the more you be vulnerable there, the more you'll be able to take what you've learned about vulnerability and take it to someone who you can't be vulnerable with, you know? Because once you've kind of like, it's kind of like kind of being an incubator. Mm -hmm. Really begin to grow yourself in vulnerability with the people who you can trust and the people who you can rely on, who can know how to care and nurture your vulnerability. And then when you have that and you have that place inside of you, then you can take that and apply it to like the world. So that's what I would challenge you all to do is find someone you can be vulnerable with. Look at your look at your friend. Look at your maybe that's not your family. Maybe that's like your coworker, your colleague, or your classmate, whatever the case may be. Find someone who you can be vulnerable with and begin practicing. Because I promise, once you've kind of gotten the hang of vulnerability, which will take a long time, I'm not saying it's easy, but once you kind of get on that rhythm, it'll be so much easier to open up more to people and you'll be, and you'll be able to not only make better relationships. But you'll be able, you'll be able to make healthy relationships built on trust and honesty with each other. So that is my that is my snack. I'm still working on it, and I'm so grateful I have you to help me work on it. But that is my snack for today. Listen, let me tell you, that is my baby. Papar says, "Child, when did you grow up?" It's a word. Sjr. Miss Dynamics says, "People can be awful." I would recommend seeking discernment with God before mm -hmm. opening up, for sure. Um, let's see, Ness says, there's so much Sarah and Malachi. Kai is really encouraging. The overflow of the anointing is mad powerful. That is what Destiny says. You better deliver this word. Sarah Lyon says, I just did a workshop on vulnerability, and I can say, yes, this is a word. Portia says, the way SJR looks at Malachi, this is so proud of him. Laquelle says, thanks. I'm thankful I caught this live because I needed to hear this. Uh, Amy says, Malachi needs to call these husbands that don't know how to apologize because that pride child, they need this young wisdom. Pride is... Pride is in some situations it can be very helpful, but sometimes it can be the downfall of a situation. You have to be really careful yeah. where you put that pride. Yeah. Because pride will have you somewhere not apologizing when you need to. Pride yeah. will have you somewhere forgetting the entire... Like, there's an expression that I really love, and it's like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm. Really think about that. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Are you going to continue to let your pride affect your happiness? Yeah. Are you willing to do that? You know, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. So maybe, you know, think about that. Think about, think on these, think things. On these things. Christina says, wow, this is really helping me in this rough season. Thank you. All right, delegation, there you have it. This is the Woman Evolve podcast. If you're listening on the podcast and you want to see the toilet paper flex, or you want to see how oh, I look at Malachi. <laughs> huh? I, no, nothing. I... There you go. All right. Thank you. Yes. If you want to see the toilet paper flex, <laughs> then I want you to go on the YouTube and check out this week's podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you're listening to the podcast. Subscribe, rate this podcast, and join us on Facebook where we are also live. And we don't shut this podcast down without prayer because ciao. 
life is real out here, but our God is even realer. So, Father, we thank you so much for your consistency, your faithfulness, and that you bring us peace and joy in unexpected ways and unexpected seasons when things seem like they are challenging. Father, it is my prayer that every person listening will experience such a breakthrough, that they would have joy, that they would have peace that literally makes no sense. So it had to come from above. Hopefully, they're getting a piece of that through this podcast. Father, keep us healthy, keep us safe, keep us wise, keep us kind. We need your kingdom light to shine in this dark world. Mm -hmm. So, Father, allow us to be that fire that burns. Love you guys. Take care. Love you guys. Thank you for inviting me to the delegation. Come on. I had you. (laughs) Listen, 17. I know. 17 years old, this kid. And he's amazing. Thank you for being on, babe. Thank you for inviting me, mama.